The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, the power of water. Many years ago, almost eight years soon, I was asked if I wanted to have my own radio talk show, and of course I did, because I said, I'm going to call it the power of water. As many of you know, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and that research center was founded by myself to develop uh, new ideas and discoveries and document that life is water, and without water as the priority of all life on Earth, as the number one priority for everyone on the planet, we have a problem. And many years ago, over 30 years ago, when I began to study water and the body, your body, and the diseases and stress, addiction. What is addiction? What is stress? What is a disease? It's loss of water, evaporation in the cell. Now, this is where I come from with the radio talk show, Power of Water. All of the people that we bring in from all over the world, from China, we have guests in from China, from Kenya, from All over the world and around the United States, everybody's passion on this show is all the same, like my passion. We care. Earth is whispering. Don't forget not to take it all with you. Leave behind. For the generations of life to come, for generations and billions of years to come, Now, a lot of you don't know and maybe forgotten, and we're going to keep reminding you on this show some things that I learned. You are water. You're a walking electric rod. It's a relationship to the atmosphere's water vapor is no different than the battery could not operate without the atmosphere. A plane cannot operate without the atmosphere. In fact, I was talking to a former military helicopter pilot, and he's always been a helicopter pilot for commercial reasons, too. He said, Sharon, you're right. We have to have certain weight and certain parts of our helicopter based on the atmosphere of water. Now, a lot of you probably thought that was maybe because of altitude or wind or something to do with the weather. No. It's the water vapor and the atmosphere. We're all living with it. Billions of years ago, the Earth had the water vapor of the atmosphere around the around Earth completely, way long before the fresh water came to the surface. And when it communicated like an electric rod, and here came the sun, and all these elements were going right, 
and the electric, electrolytic side of it all began a droplet of rain. And then all of a sudden, here came that droplet of rain down on the planet at that spot. And then all of a sudden, there began the miracle of all miracles. Soil. And then came the absorption into the surface and intersite of the planet, Earth, called into, we call it aquifers now. In modern times, we put words on things. Here we are today. We are in the worst water crisis in our history of the planet. We're finding all of these excuses that just don't work for me. And they're not working with a lot of individuals like myself. I'm called a holistic scientist. All these scientists and doctors and people in the medical field, laymen and researchers saying, wait a minute, there's something wrong here. We're in a serious water crisis. Something has gone wrong. Something fell in the cracks. Did you know that climate is determined because of the water vapor and the amount of water on the surface of your globe called fresh water influence? That's, that's the technical side of it. That's the real side of it. That's the answer. Now, the development of your body, from the moment you were born, you entered into the air called water vapor atmosphere. But you left a pocket of water. Nature did something there intentionally with a recycling plan no different than the atmosphere recycled itself to the planet and the planet began a recycling of with the atmosphere. Your body is doing that every day. Your body is like the battery. It couldn't operate unless it was water. But you need to keep that water balanced. Now, as I've learned, and this is where I'm going with this, to keep you reminded, even if you're in the medical field, our priorities have got to get back to research and develop and reminding people with education the water table that we are all at as a person, individual, human species, life, living with the planet. The atmosphere keeps us alive first. But what you need to learn is that baby when it arrived in that delivery room And that baby began to live with the atmosphere and the water vapor in that delivery room. How, what an impact that is at that second. There are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. There's so many things we're learning. DNA, you are so individual. The miracle of all miracles is who you are. The eyes at the surface are 99% water. And that's what they brought me in years ago to study, was the blindness, the problems of vision impairment. Because the eyes are 99% water, there has never been a supplementation to support the balance of that 99% nature's water. Now, if your water on the surface of the eye is dehydrating too quickly... There's no two eyes alike. You're dehydrating differently. That maybe the vision impairment could lead to you having to have serious vision problems. Then maybe lead to eventual blindness. They call that very idly 
dry eye. Dry eye is serious. Now, in the womb, while you were developing, another miracle. The brain and the eyes connect at the same moment. Why did nature recycle that to be that way? Because the brain will assist the eyes with the water behind it and the eyes at the front of the surface of the cornea is going to be assisted by the water vapor of the atmosphere to electrolytically be able to communicate. What do you think research needs to study? The future of what is happening in that description that if the individual born, no two eyes alike, no two you don't even look exactly like anybody else. There's something there to be studied and learned, that that eye organ connected to the brain may have a much greater influence than we've ever announced that we need to study together, all of us, that that eye and that brain and that problem could be causing you stress because your eyes are too dry. You're just not complaining enough yet. When you start complaining enough, you'll be on the road to a lot of serious problems. Macular degeneration is going to be out of control in time. Blindness is about every three minutes in our country, in China every two seconds. There's something here. I said five things you need to learn. Five things you need. You've got trillions of cells in the body. Your brain is 80 to 85% water. Your teeth are 8 to 10. Your bones are 20 to 25 your skin is 70, 75. The skin on the surface of your body is like the surface of the planet, internally and externally. Blood, 50% water. I could go on heart, 75 to 80% water. What are you? You're a walking sponge. Now, first of all, you need to learn what Dr. Chow has been teaching us, how to breathe the moisture into the body with breathing techniques. Breathe in through the nose, breathe out, push out through the mouth. Breathe in that atmosphere, that water vapor, let the skin feel it, let your nose feel it, and let the breath come out and let the toxin come out of the mouth. Number two, you've heard from me, eight glasses of water to 10 a day within a 24-hour period. We've been learning from our doctors and our medical field, drink one whole glass at a time. Get out of bed, go drink a glass of water or two. Before you go to work or begin your day, have another full glass. Always drink it by the glass. Don't sip it. I had them call me from Chicago recently with a woman who said, my God, she had no idea she should be drinking it by the glass. She's feeling better with her chemo. She couldn't believe how much better she feels because she's now drinking it by the glass. I had another person tell me, if you drink it by the glass, you can even lose weight. If you drink a glass at a time. So what is that telling us in the cells? The cells are, uh, need that nourishment, that solvent. It's a solution to what you need to slow down the dehydration of body water loss caused from the moment you're born, beginning. Living with the atmosphere is the greatest influence to your passing away is your dehydration to death. What do you think a disease is? Number three. Nutrition we're learning. Dark green vegetables, fresh fruit, get away from the sugar. It's your worst enemy. Sure, you can once in a while fudge. 
if you're drinking enough water by the glass. If you're not, you're in trouble. Carbohydrates and sugar will turn into crap A in the cells. They call it taxin. Then that will heat up like a manure will heat up and grab onto the next cell, grab onto the next cell. Drink a lot of water and eat the proper food. You can cheat once in a while, but remember, every day you're serious about eating correctly. Number four, moderate exercise. If you're an athlete and you like to exercise, learn how to also live with some moderacy with it. Be moderate. You don't want to over-dehydrate. The bones don't like it. The other one is sleep. Don't do it just because you put your head on a pillow. Learn how you personally can sleep like Earth learned to sleep. It's not too difficult. It is really exciting. It's an exciting way to live. Now, some of the things this week, type in and study, and we're going to start a new site for you, whereas all the things we think you'd like to study, so it kind of narrows it in for you. But there's some that Bonnie, my secretary, found here. Type in, is the world having a water crisis? You're going to be shocked. The other one is the world having without clean drinking water. What is happening to the world without clean drinking water? The other one is what is happening to our world in the water that is happening around the world, the water crisis, the different countries. Look that up. And next week we're going to start here right now a direction to where you can type in and come over and we're going to help you guide some of the research that we do and how you can develop a research project of studying the waters that you can understand your body water, you can understand why you have to drink water. This is not just a folklore. This is serious. Drinking water. It's number one on your priority. And it's number one on the priority of this show. I just got back from China. I never enjoyed anything more in my life as being in China. We were in Beijing we had a doctor's came, doctor came over from Shanghai, joined us in our meetings, all scientists, <clears throat> and everybody was saying the priority of how, what we need to learn together as a planet about water, the atmosphere, and what we need to learn about our diseases. I need you to type in living with water scarcity. I want you to type in some other things uh, here on... Um, uh, getting out and feeling better in the air of how you learn to live with the air you're living in and the community you're living in, learn that. Today, I'm really excited. We have a Dr. Isadora Guggenheim. She is owner um, and um, she's a, a naturopath. She's a, a, a secondary naturopath care. She's a natur- naturopathic medicine uh, specialist and a lot of you, I have a naturopath as my primary doctor. My naturopath leads me to my other doctors. And I think it's a show that you're going to find very fascinating because it, you do need to have in your mix of doctors a naturopath doctor so that you can learn to know more about yourself, the nature of who you are. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only supplement worldwide to supplement the surface of the eye with the atmosphere. It's a tissue culture grade of water, a very unusual grade of water to be able to have an absorption to stimulate the uh, balance of the 
supplementation to the 99% water at the surface of your eye. And you women who wear cosmetics, I wear cosmetics. They never drip. They don't fade. They don't, just get better. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, and we'll be back with Dr. Guggenheim. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us today. I know how busy you must be, and I think you heard me say uh, in my commentary where my primary doctor is a naturopath doctor, and she, Dr. Ellen Heinz, she directs mm-hmm. me to other doctors that we need to have me go to if necessary. But uh, tell us a little bit about why you chose to be a naturopath doctor, because I'm sure you had other ideas, but now I you're had, a naturopath. Yes, I had many opportunities, and I could have uh, been an MD and gone to Columbia uh, and gone through a program there, um, I really had my choice. The reason why I became a naturopathic doctor is because it made sense. It was just simple. Philosophically, it made sense. Uh, it didn't make sense to just see one patient after the other and write scripts and then actually just be part of a disease model. I wanted to empower patients. I wanted patients to get better, and I didn't want to create a new um, uh, disease within them by just giving them, you know, prescription medication. Maybe that would explain this, and let me interrupt once in a while there. Yes, please. uh, What you were hoping maybe, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, you wanted to Mm -hmm. develop where the patient takes responsibility for their mm-hmm. health, and that the patient is being educated about what they yes. need to do to research and develop their health lifestyle with responsibility to themselves, not just relying on the doctor alone. Absolutely, because the old model or paradigm was based on the doctor being a god and that the patient was well, disempowered. You and know what it is, go- doctor, maybe? It's, you're right, you're right. But they use words. With the patient, and I'm in research, and I have scientists from all walks of life, all over. I mean, medical team from surgeons to you name it, all over. But what happens is the patient's having to listen to a description 
of dialogue of chosen words from medical school and names of descriptions they don't even understand. That's right. They walked yes, out of the and office and they just went. They just left a planet. Yeah, and, <laughs> and what we're, we're missing. <laughs> yeah, we're missing. What we're missing in modern medicine is uh, curiosity in science, and, and also not only curiosity but listening. And and not being so focused on what do we name it um, or how to stop the symptoms, you know, suppress symptoms. But we want to know, and the reason why I chose naturopathic medicine is because we work doggedly to pursue what's that underlying root cause of disease. There we want to know why. The root yes. of mm-hmm. What they're doing here, the, the, the planet is living with that person. The person that's for right. God. <laughs> yes, and it's an interdependent relationship. So if people are not healthy, then we also have to look at planetary health. And if the planet's not healthy, we have to look at human health and the Good impact you. on an you know on the epidemiological level because exactly. it affects all of us. I loved what you said about water. It's so important. Oh, it's I, it's the number one. You know, I looked <laughs> at it life. many years it's vital ago. Vital to life. Yeah, it's a species. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we come from water. Uh, our cells need water. We need oxygen and water. So if we don't have those two things, um, and then, you know, uh, nutrition and uh, food that's going to feed ourselves, we really are not compatible with life. But you absolutely and then, have to have water. As you probably can mention, uh, we have Dr. Effie Chow on here, uh, mm-hmm. who is unbelievable worldwide followers. But she says... Don't forget how to breathe correctly. You know, uh, how many right. mothers with their bro- baby or their toddler is teaching them how to breathe? They're not. And I teach every patient vitalic breathing just to increase their, um, you know, the amount of air that they're able to take in and the quality of it. And also I specialize with ozone therapy. So even if they don't know how to breathe, we do ozone inhalation, we do ozone IV uh-huh. so that we can get it in on a cellular level. Right, right. Well, that atmosphere, you probably heard me when my research began so long ago, that atmosphere was the other thing that we forgot. Is research mm-hmm. and development was not re- realizing and forgot, let's just forgot, that billions of years ago, the atmosphere, water, vapor around the earth is what brought water, living water, fresh water to the planet, and all life mm-hmm. followed. So that yes. atmosphere of water vapor, it's what keeps us alive, needs to be breathed in, let out the toxins mm-hmm. through the mouth, let the skin absorb it. It's uh, the theories of maybe, I just thought of it uh, <laughs> as I talked to you, uh, the nudist camps probably didn't know mm-hmm. they were out there absorbing the water from the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> and the vitamin D too, right? <laughs> I mean, I just thought of it as I was talking <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, it is it vital to our existence. <laughs> so your message is very critical uh, to the planet and to people at this time. It's critical. Oh, taking responsibility to live with your planet, with nature, and go to Nature Paths as your primary doctor, too, or one of your doctors. Don't ever select doctors without including a Nature Path doctor to assist. Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel like I'm a, a, a very valuable member of the medicine wheel. I'm a paid guide for patients, but what I do is I'm, I act as a general contractor. So, you know, I go. really do make sure that if someone needs a referral, that 
I, I really am putting all the pieces together and then right. getting you, uh, you know, a larger picture. How long have you been doing this? About 15 years. And one, uh-huh. another reason why I did it is because naturopathic medicine is the only medicine that has a philosophy and has laws within it and tenets. And one of them is to educate the patient. Uh, another one is to increase the vital force and to normalize the uh, the blood and the lymph as as evidenced by labs, and also to take the garbage out. It's very important. We were, we are like the original intestinal microbiome experts. <laughs> well, so we you, always you were being kind, on the gut. Dr. Guggenheim. I don't call it garbage. I call it manure. And I'm sorry to do that to you. <laughs> I'm sorry to do that to you, but I am saying to the audience and to the world out there and in my research that I do with what I do globally is that uh-huh. that in the toxin, toxin in the cell needs to be called what it is. Yes, and you're and absolutely right. The show. Look, if anybody has ever been in New York City in August when they've had a garbage strike and they haven't picked up the garbage, <laughs> you know what it's like. That's a real well, experience. I'm going more and organic. That's what happens I'm going like the organic farmers out of the east have taught me, uh, out of uh, North Dakota, southeast, it's not east, that when you uh-huh. till your soil just right so often with the manure from the animals and the hay, and you till that mm-hmm. just right, it draws a heat. And that soil begins to draw moisture from the air, water, vapor. It doesn't take as much rain to grow your crops. So what I'm saying is the uh, cell behind that mm-hmm. skin, and Dr. Um, Pollock from University of Washington found a fourth water in the, their research time in the body. So mm-hmm. in fact, you ought to get that book, The Fourth Phase of Water, Dr. Gerald Pollock. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that fourth phase of water and the way it's condensed into that is in that cell and its relationship to the atmosphere outside the skin is vital for people to realize the only the way you first of all get rid of that keep that solvent going in those cells is to drink a lot of water then everything else comes second uh, but water is now do, with your patients I, I have a feeling you probably emphasize water I do and I take their weight you know their um, metabolic measurements but even just from weight they need to drink half their body weight in ounces of water so if you weigh 100 pounds you've got to drink 50 ounces of water if you weigh 200 then you're scheduled to drink 100 uh, ounces of water now you did you read uh, you might have not have heard it but about a several about three months ago with Ebola out of Nigeria. I know about Ebola. I've been following I mean, it was Nigeria. Yeah, it was Nigeria where they were drinking. They were having them drink 1.3 gallons of water to uh, yes. for, for Ebola. to flush the system. Yes, and it was yes, working. And I, I I was trained by uh, Dr. Robbins who went there to Sierra Leone to take um, ozone therapy uh, okay. in the fight against Ebola. So what do you think led them to, to try then? What do you think, because, you know, for, I study nothing but water and dehydration mm-hmm. in the atmosphere. That's my world. I've been yeah. at it for 30 years. What led them to tr- take a chance and just add it to what they were doing already and found it worked? What, why do you think well, they I, did that? I, I think that the science is there, that, that I think that... Well, we know it's uh, there. 
Yeah, yeah, that it's just, you know, proof positive that if you flush the system, whether it's a bacterium or a virus or a fungal infection, water is assistive in terms of flushing the system and stimulating the lymph system and the kidneys and so that you can process and use that as a mechanism uh, to um, cleanse the body of the pathogens. Now, they trace it with a little sugar and a little salt. Uh, tell our audience why you think they traced the water with a little bit of that sugar. Oh, salt. well, because then you are, not only are you water loading, but you're also then stabilizing the electrolyte balance. There you go, the electrolytic side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you really you need know, the electrolyte. I also and, saw a segment. Excuse me, I always interrupt. I apologize. Radio no, talks no, about it's fine. No, I, I really appreciate your comments, okay. and I, I just also wanted to also thank something. you for and the contributions be, that you're doing. Thank you. Um, I also saw uh, on a health channel about these uh, soldiers that come back from the military and they have these severe depression problems. Uh And they had this location they could go to and detoxify and cleanse and they got better. And all I could think about is maybe this my theories and all of our theories about that toxin in the body. When you're under trauma and you're under a lot of stress and you're not drinking a lot of water, would that be a symptom as an individual that maybe not everybody has it, but as mm-hmm. an individual you dehydrated to a level that the toxin mm-hmm. got in the body to a level that it started doing what I suggested earlier, just too much toxic that the body exactly. was responding as an individual to the stress of what was happening. Exactly. They go to and, this and other so if you, Yeah, if you have less water, you're going to have more toxins. So the ratio shifts. So then those toxins, the signal changes, and then those toxins can proliferate. And those toxins are what going to then in certain individuals set off the cells and the gene- I mean, and the genetics in the cells to either, you know, turn on or turn off. And so that's why there's also a high incidence of suicide uh, with veterans and with but PTSD. The person is under, uh, um, under uh, what's the word, a spell. They don't even mm-hmm. know what's happening to them. No, they it's have no idea. Like and then if you, addiction. yeah, addiction and then they have the several thing. environmental exposures, exactly. um, including exactly. you know uranium and heavy metals and exactly. all kinds of things uh, exactly. that they're exposed to. This is why I've said, and and excuse me, and I'll let you take over this show here in a minute. But this is why I have said to the world, let's get serious. This body is made up of water. We've got to look at every mm-hmm. single situation of an individual's life is the water table, is the dehydration, mm-hmm. evaporation of water table of the person, mm-hmm. not just yeah. everybody in a mix. I mean, we're so individual, and I don't know if you knew this, but they do know there's no two eyes alike. So, therefore, oh, no. there's the result of one of the first findings way back in time. If there's no two dehydration of eyes alike, and the eye at the surface is 99% water and vision impairment electrolytically is not having enough surface water, it's going to go on overload connected to the brain, and therefore vision impairment can lead to what they call idly, it's not idle, dry eye, can lead to blindness. Absolutely. And it can change your, your, your perceptions in life. I mean, because oh. then these signals have a loop where then that's going to give feedback to the brain. So you are going to see, not only there are you going go. to have visual, uh, um, you know, perception difficulties, but you're also going to have brain perception difficulties. Stress. Stress. 
and maybe addiction. Mm-hmm. See why research has to go out there and study mm-hmm. all of that. But we're yes. going to take a moment with our sponsor, and then we're going to come back. And excuse me for interrupting you, but this time around, I will. Oh. Let you teach us more about when a person comes into the office to visit with you as a patient of what how, how what they're learning. Well, listen okay. to our sponsor, Nature's Tears. I miss. We only do this once during the show, so we won't be doing it again. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears. I miss with just a mist to supplement that surface of the eye that is so vital to supplement the atmosphere and, and let's say recycle the atmosphere with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dr. Guggenheim. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Guggenheim, when the patient comes in to see you, they've obviously are either knowing the nature of their health and already into understanding that they need to have the root of the problem looked at or they've tried it all and they're going to try mm-hmm. one more t- direction with a nature path. What are you finding yeah. today in all the years, in, in the old world, nature mm-hmm. paths were called voodoo mm-hmm. so far back before mm-hmm. they finally learned that the naturopathic doctor is, is a member of the medical community to assist mm-hmm. better health. I think it's changed over time because now people understand that our training is actually uh, very stringent and that we've gone to four years around the clock medical school. We've taken boards and we, for instance, an MD is trained with two hours of nutrition and we have well over 2,500. So there's a real difference and they're looking for that. I generally have patients who've seen six to seven specialists who are very good. They've been to the Mayo Clinic, they've been to Columbia, they've been everywhere, and they come to me because they want answers uh, and they want someone who can walk them through the process and who's interested in their process, number one, because uh, each, each story is, to me is very engaging and I never stop and if there's something to be found, I find it. 
So I will, you know, order the necessary labs or look at it from a naturopathic perspective. But I always, in every case, 10, you know, 10 out of 10, I find what the underlying cause is. So you can, uh, as a naturopath, mine does, you can order all the tests and, yeah. uh, and, and evaluate that from the nature's mm-hmm. pathic side of it rather than, quote, the, the mm-hmm. other side. In other words, you mm-hmm. go to the root of the problem first. Yes, and I've had many patients who, yeah, who the the doctor may have even ordered a test and then didn't bother to really follow through with it and even, you know, acknowledge that it was positive. And this happens a lot with Lyme disease uh, and other uh, pathogens. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll they'll just kind of drop the ball on the patient that is left to fall through the crack or maybe their lab is abnormal, but they'll say, well, let's just wait. Well, you don't want to wait and, and wait for the body to break down. That's not no. the idea. You want to be proactive about it. Well, and your focus is get the uh, individual wanting to be educated and take responsibility to learning mm-hmm. how to do it themselves first. You will guide it as a management, but they will be doing it themselves. Absolutely. And that has to be, uh, you know, information that's imparted and shared. I have to make sure that the patient understands it. And I understand we're all on a continuum and we're at different points. I may have one patient who's still eating six bags of Doritos every day and not drinking any water. And I also may have another patient who's doing juice fasts and doing their regular colonics and, you know, um, and have good health habits. But I can assist each person no matter where they are on the continuum with personalized uh, and individualized medicine. Right. Individualized responsibility to it all. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and do you have very many families come with their children? Oh, I usually have what they say is, uh, and this is true, I think, with psychotherapists, the healthiest member of the family is the one who walks in who comes in with the problems. Once I establish a rapport and they see the value in my work, because I have to prove my worth each day, uh, then the whole family becomes, um, you know, members of my patient load. And then it's interesting because even with heavy metal testing, we can test, say, the mother, uh, and then I can test the children, and I can test the husband or the partner, uh, and we can see the similarities in the whole family tree of what their mm-hmm. environmental exposures are, or we can test mm-hmm. that with genomics, too, and we, we see lots of similarities. And I've done case presentations on that, so Explain it's very to, interesting. Yeah, I have a very dear friend who's a scientist of a big, huge group in China studying genomes. Explain from your, to, the, uh, to our audience what is genome research? So they can really understand it. Yes. All right. So we all have trillions of genes, and then these genes can be linked to, you know, uh, to certain disease patterns. If you have a gene, it doesn't mean you're going to have a disease, but it just ups the ante a little bit. And then when we have environmental exposures, so let's say genes are just like a pile of wood. So the pile of wood doesn't hurt anybody. But if you walk past the pile of wood and you throw lighter fluid on the wood, then that changes a little bit. And then in the next time if you walk past and you throw a match on the wood that has the lighter fl- fluid, then things can ignite. And then you can turn on disease patterns, whether it's lupus, MS, 
Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, you name it. Uh, but it, it's what creates the perfect storm. So the genomics is just really the foundational information that is part of that, it can be part of the perfect storm. And then I work with different things, whether it's botanical medicine or ozone therapy or, you know, a a combination of uh, homeopathy or whatever it is, uh, changing the diet to turn the genes off. There you go. Mm -hmm. And drinking, of course, a ton of water. And drinking lots and lots of water. Yeah, without added ingredients, I should say. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I was talking to a fellow the other day and... We had been in China, and uh, my husband and I, I'm knocking on wood, are never sick. And we've been married over 50, almost 52 years, and I started studying so far back. So he, he's, my husband's from Holland, and he's very good about letting me guide him, doctor, to certain directions daily. Although, I find that he sneaks off to Carl's Jr., or he'll sneak off to a neighborhood grocery store for some <laughs> quick French fries. And he never told me. <laughs> I'm going to this man I've been married to for almost 52 oh. years. I'm saying, well, I'm from Holland. That's okay because he's finding his balance. You know, if, if we're 100% good in our microbiome, that's not that too much good is no good. So he, oh, well, you we need 5% of doctors. the bad bacterium. So I call he's, it he's getting once in a while. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But back to uh, the genome research and development of our genes and more. And the genes, mm-hmm. I think, in research will eventually prove those genes are also a dehydration symptom of what is happening with that individual uh, that it, uh, to show those symptoms of those weaknesses. And if we're not drinking water, we're not, gonna, uh, we're not going to be trying to figure out, be, being more proactive. I want to say that word, proactive. Now, yes. uh, tell the audience also, uh, we're learning so much about nutrition, and it's becoming mm-hmm. a technology of knowledge. It's not mm-hmm. just eat. And I always said, to doctor, there's two things. Our forefathers were forefounders of this nation and around the world were such geniuses about so much, but they weren't very good about the frying pan or smoking cigarettes or marijuana, I'm going to say, too, now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, tell about nutrition, what we're learning. Oh, I think there's so much that's happening in nutrition because that also becomes personalized with your genes, uh, including blood type uh, and that there might be disease, you know, there are disease patterns uh, that correlate to blood type um, and to your genomics. Uh, and then we have our individual biochemistry and it, it really is no two snowflakes are alike. So it's based on, you know, gender and time of day and uh, stomach acid production uh, and what the lectins or proteins in foods and whether we respond to those positively as friendly uh, and can use that as fuel or whether that's um, not friendly and and can become damaging and set off uh, immune dysregulation or inflammatory responses. Do you, and that's a, you know, the one thing we have to think about, too, as I wonder, it, what is the first symptom to the person to not to think about it, that maybe what you're eating that day wasn't quite agreeing? What is the first 
symptom that they well, need to I look think for. It, it's interesting because some people will have a, a gastrointestinal response right away, so the they might feel bloated, but they could also feel just congested, like in their nasal passages. Not that okay. they have a sinusitis infection, but they can feel congested. They mm-hmm. can have hiccups after they eat something. That's an immediate response. They can have an itching or swelling in the throat. Their eyes might be tired. They might, what I uh, say, they might experience a carbohydrate coma, you know, where they're just really tired. They right. have to go to Good sleep night. right away. They could have a joint cup. pain. You know, mm-hmm. anything like that. There can be a lot of silent inflammation. They can even have imperceptible heart palpitations, which are also part of food allergies and food sensitivities. Get very drowsy, feel fatigued. Yeah, very drowsy. Okay. Yeah, so there's, okay. there's sort of uh, overt okay. and covert inflammation. It can be silent or it can be loud. What is your thinking about the, uh, that we're learning more about probiotics? Uh, people, I was talked recently oh, yeah. about a person I know that had all these symptoms for so long and they couldn't figure out and he got very, very sick the past few months trying to blame it on the flu, and then all of a sudden they found out he had a bacteria in the abdomen because he'd been out of the country a few years ago and came back with it but didn't realize. Then they put him on a probiotic, and it seems to slowly but surely be working. Yes, over time. The probiotic is what we we really need to recolonize, Uh, and that's why if you're fortunate enough to um, be a vaginal birth and also uh, be breastfed, those are two determining factors that will determine your health perspective and health patterns for the rest of your life and can protect you against 300 chronic diseases. The reason why is because we're all born with leaky gut, and so when we come through in a vaginal birth, we're inoculated with lactobacillus, which is part of a probiotic. And that ah. probiotic colonization allows us to digest our mother's milk. Okay. So it's very, very important. So that is the genesis of our immune system. Is and when we're, re- when we're colonized, yeah, we can be exposed to pathogens, but then they may not embed in the mucosal lining because okay. we have this protective barrier. Okay. Now, is there a probiotic uh, type of uh, of element in the baby in the mother's milk? Yes, there is, uh, and not only that, but the mother usually has immunoglobulins. So we uh-huh. have, you know, the immune system is based on memory. So all of what the mother has been exposed to, whether it's measles, okay. mumps, rubella, all these okay. things, all of that information gets stored, and then she transfers that to her baby through the breast milk. Okay. Now we can also transfer something. toxic chemicals through the breast milk, yeah. too. So if the mother is smoking, then she's going to be transferring little bits yeah. of, five, of those 5,000 chemicals. Oh, I know. I just can't believe it. Now, the other one is, is uh, uh, the, uh, I, had a, I wanted to tell you, I had on here the head of, of one of the organizations in the United States from breastfeeding. And mm-hmm. she did not agree with me. And I don't, I, I, well, we'll see what you think. I think the baby has, inter- has to, needs to be introduced to drinking water earlier. And she said, oh, no, you can't do it, do it when the baby's depending upon the formula or the mother's milk because the baby will get too full, and then the baby won't drink enough nourishment of milk formula or the mother's milk. 
I, I think that needs to be studied. I, the babies are not liking too. the taste of water. And then I agree with you because I, I actually encourage patients not only to, to, to do breast milk when possible and then also alternatives, not the GMO formulas. I can't endorse those because I, I don't want to hurt anybody. But, you know, there is a, like a naturopathic recipe with goat milk or different proteins uh, to make an alternative um, baby formula. However, I think children need water. And I oh, encourage I patients to drink, you know, even at an early age, to drink water. Yeah, because um, the I baby mean, is not growing into liking the taste of the sweetness, uh, yes. the glucose effect of the mother's milk, the formula, or whatever it is they're drinking. And then the nerve endings on the tongue that are mm-hmm. getting um, uh, introduced to your n- new uh, electric uh, life, uh, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, when the baby has to go to drink water, not everybody likes the taste of it, and they don't drink it. That's right. They don't. And most baby, most of us are, uh, I mean, it's say 90, probably 98.5% of us are dehydrated at any given moment, at least. Well, yeah, it that might start- even be higher. Can I share something with you why I got into my research? Sure. The moment that baby was born and came from the mother's pocket of water, we begin dehydration that moment. At that mm-hmm. moment, we're, we're slowly but losing it to death. The atmosphere is what is the influence on slowing it down. Then everything else comes second. So I try to get people thinking that we're dehydrating from the day one and that we mm-hmm. need to be studying that individually and take responsibility to slow that down and mm-hmm. to learn how to detoxify, how to not be so sinful and eat the wrong things, uh, try to get the proper sleep. You probably heard me say that, mm-hmm. too. But, yeah. again, I need to tell you real quickly, and I'll let you finish off. Um, oh, by the way, do you know where the Blue Mountain Middle School is in Upper New York? The Blue Mountain I, Middle Blue, School. Okay, I was uh, it's up off at the other end of the Hudson uh, North. I was asked okay. to be a guest speaker about water. And uh-huh. this is the honest-to-gosh truth. They've had the faculty come in. And it's for the whole assembly, and I was the only speaker, and I didn't want to be on the stage. I said, I want to be on the floor. I said, get uh-huh. me two mics. We, I started by teaching them what you heard me do with the radio show. Yeah. They, they let it last 15 minutes longer, and the kids stood up and cheered. Isn't that Like a wonderful? basketball game had just been won. And I, it was because they got a chance to get to know individually who they are, what they're living with, the planet, and their water, and the relationship yeah. to the atmosphere, and why water has to be a priority of all life on Earth. Not, it cannot be a crisis. It has to be understood. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. back to you now. Let's, you tell the audience what you want them to know, and we've got a couple of moments left for you. Well, in, in terms of dehydration, what we do with many patients, uh, we now put together a protocol that I think is is quite useful, and that is that I'll do um, IV saline, and we ozonate the saline, so not only do they get water into the cell, but they also get oxygen, and it makes a huge difference, and it's, it is like resurrecting the patient who comes in very ill, and when they get up, they look like they have life breathed literally back into them. So I think that's important. And I also Can agree I back with you. you up I think the there, I agree with that. And and do you do you believe that this low sodium um, scare to people 
Because sodium helps you retain moisture Water. to slow yes. it down. Yes. Are we going well, we, to extreme? Yes, we are. And the other thing that we found, and this was just on Medscape, and I, I do medical blogs each day, but what they found is that um, it's not salt that creates hypertension or high blood pressure. What creates hypertension is sugar, which is really right. the crack cocaine of today. Yes. It, it is, is a poison. It is it a poison. Is. And, and it's, it's in it's everything, just... and it's also why people are addicted to food and other things, because addicted they know that. Yes. Yes. They know it hooks people, and it actually alters receptors in the brain. It changes your neurotransmitters. Once it hits the gut, it then changes signals in the brain. Well, it's, it's back to my theory, uh, is it's turning crap A into the cells, which is short-charging the electrolytic ability yes. for the communication, for the atmosphere to come through and live with the body, and the body to live with the recycling of what is, how the body is individually living. Yes, and it shortens telomeres, too, which house the DNA repair. So if you have shorter telomeres, you're going to have chronic disease. You're not going to live as long. And anybody who's dehydrated is going to have shorter telomeres. Exactly. And, you know, have you ever run into somebody who's saying, well, I'm never sick, but I don't drink water? And I always say this, well, guess what? One day Mm -hmm. there's going to be a symptom. I don't care how old you are. And how will you deal with that one time around symptom? You know what might take them first is their lungs because they go to the hospital with one symptom and end up going because of pneumonia. Yes. Yes, I agree. I totally agree with you. And nobody's infallible. And at some point, something will happen because you're just... You're just uh, mounting the stakes for that perfect storm, and not drinking water is part of that beginning of the perfect storm. It may not happen today, but it definitely will happen tomorrow. It could happen. It can happen. And it's kind of like, why do we as a society in the United States have more casinos and lottery gambling than anywhere in the world? We can become Mm -hmm. gamblers at the most important gift of our life. Life. Yes. Yes, and they allow smoking in casinos, too. I just recently was at a uh, convention in Nevada, and I was horrified. I, could, I couldn't even leave the seminar because I couldn't walk oh. through the building. <laughs> oh, my. It I made me so I, I've been there many times. For some reason, I guess I don't go to the casinos, but, yeah, I didn't know that. Huh. So yeah. that law and, and, and not it, in a casino. It's horrifying to see people pushing their baby strollers through these casinos. Yeah. You know? Um, with polluted air, uh, and there's, you know, and of course alcohol, uh, which is heavily pushed there, that um, is something that takes water out of the body. I'm going to put you on the spot, and if you don't want to do it, don't go there. Okay. And we only got a minute left. What do you okay. think about what's happening with marijuana? Interesting. Um, I have mixed feelings about it because if you smoke anything, it does damage the lungs. And I think there's no two ways about it. What we do know in young brains, young people shouldn't smoke marijuana or use it because it causes oxidative stress, which is a kind of brain damage, unless they're willing to take, you know, an IV of vitamin C along with it. However, it can be used with palliative care in oncology, and it really can be used for pain management in certain circumstances. Uh, But I think there's a lot of gray areas with it. Okay. 
Well, we're out of time, Dar. Uh, we'll have to do this again because we I have become. I've, yeah. I've been studying dehydration for so long, and I am very alarmed by the dehydration effect of the marijuana's nature. Yes. Yes. And I think the person can become addicted to it quicker than some other types of, because they're relying upon it, because of the uh, voodoo, I'll call it the, all of the uh, things that are said about it, how a magic, and it does work. I've had people say the medic, from pain, it does work for the the cream. Uh, You can put a cream on an area that's made with, with, yeah. So there may be again, some uses to it and also late-stage oncology. However, there, uh, you know, for recreational use, I don't uh, think that that's of benefit to many people. And the candy and the food and, and the, the, the carelessness of how they're handling all that to me, uh, the recreational yeah. in the home. Well, yeah. I will, uh, and then if they want to find you, they go to secondnaturecare.com. Second Nature Care, yes, I'd be happy to answer people's questions. I okay. really want to thank you for your contributions. I think it's marvelous. I think you're well, doing you great work. Yours. And if anybody's listening, I hope that they should uh, fund uh, the research on uh, the dehydration in babies from the moment they're born. I think thank that that's you. a very important Let's do it. research I will do. I will remember you on that. Well, okay. thank you so much. Let's do this again because I don't think we could t- we could get enough in. <laughs> okay, but thank you for you the You are very special, and thank you for all you're doing. Okay. Bless you. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bless you, too. Bye-bye. I'm sure you learned a lot, and so did I today. And all of you listeners, I know that that the power of water radio talk show to tell your friends, your family, and, and professionals We all need to be in this together. We need to remind ourselves by listening to the radio talk show, Power Water, where we're at with the crisis of water and the nature of our planet. Embrace your life every moment and embrace somebody else's with the power of water. The earth does whisper. Never say goodbye because then you'll leave something special behind of yourself for the generations of our children to come to know that you cared. I I thank you for listening to The Power of Water, and I I pray for you to have a very special day, and you be well. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.